Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another high resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. This time around, I'm catching up with two game designers from Mediatonic. They're working on the really cool new Fall Guys game. This is a battle royale in a whole different way of thinking about that kind of game. Uh, very party style, family game, uh, but based on the ideas of crazy Japanese game shows, kind of like Takeshi's Castle. Um, so we talk a lot about where on earth the idea came from. We talk about creating a variety of levels for a game like this, uh, as well as the really cool character designs that are involved here. Plus talking about kind of cartoon violence and making uh, family games in a way that actually doesn't sort of put off um, some people who might feel like family games are really dumbed down and things like that. So talking about that kind of idea of building in the right kinds of competitive play. It's so much fun. I speak to lead game designer Joe Walsh and senior level designer Meg Ralph. Uh, and I start by asking Joe where the idea came from after expressing my admiration for the really cool trailer. So uh, let's dive in. Oh, awesome. I'm really glad. Um, I think with Fall Guys, we were really just looking for games that made you feel like something that you've not felt before. And that feeling of standing on a start line uh, when you watch those poor souls on Takeshi's Castle or Total Wipeout, that feeling of like being a bit useless and having this insanely unfair obstacle course out ahead of you. I, was, I just remember thinking, like, I've never really played a game that made me feel like that. And then kind of like taking that game show influence, we started to like realize that Takeshi's Castle is in a lot of ways like the first battle royale, like taking like 100 people, or these poor, poor people and like, whittling them down was like oh this it kind of feels like a bit like a battle royale a bit like mario party and then quite quickly we were like oh this feels like something that could actually be really fun um and devolver on board pretty much from the drop we just sent them a bunch of gifts of people falling over into keshi's castle and they were basically (laughs) like here's a bunch of money they're like let's go make the game but a game (laughs) yeah yeah i mean yeah that was literally what we said i think (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome and look um i think yeah meg if i throw to you that idea of as the kind of level designer i think again i mean it really feels like there is going to be such an art to the level experience in a game like this given so many different ideas that we see in the trailer for this game um that it must have been i guess was it more daunting than fun or more fun than daunting trying to work out all the different ways you could approach this it was kind of a balance, really. I've never worked on a project with so many different diverse levels, so there's just so much opportunity to create interesting stuff. Like, it, it's been a blast, I've got to say. Like, it really takes you back to your childhood, sort of looking at the things that we've been creating, and they're like playgrounds, really. So it's just been joyous every step of the way, really. Yeah. And so how do the kind of levels connect with each other? Because I totally kind of get that idea in 
again, sort of having watched the trailer where you're like, all right, there's all these kinds of things and people slowly get knocked out. Do sort of things have distinct start and end points uh, between levels or is there like a constant flow to the way the game works? So we definitely have some pillars that we like to hit when we're creating levels. So definite points uh, that keeps everything consistent. But generally, we like to keep it pretty free form when we're creating. Um, we sort of brainstorm what's fun and what we enjoy, and then we sort of fit it into the game and make sure it's consistent with the other rounds. Uh, like I said, it, it, it's been really, really, really fun making yeah. the levels. Yeah, so like each level is like a single coherent thing. So it's a bit like Mario Party in that sense of like you you load into something and each round is designed for a specific set of people. Yeah. And so we have this like system going on in the background that we call like the director, which is basically like it figures out what you just played and what you might want to play next. So it looks at like, oh, did you just play a team game? You probably don't want to play another one. Oh, we haven't had like a like a super hardcore elimination gauntlet for a while. Yeah, Let's cool. throw one of those. We kind of almost have someone like, you know, on the on the mixing desk, kind of like queuing things in and stuff like that, which has been a big part of kind of emulating that feeling of watching Takeshi's Castle. It's like, like you never really know what's coming next. It's always just like, oh my God, what on earth are they going <laughs> to do next? And that's the feeling that we wanted from our levels. Yeah. That, it's just so clever. And I mean, I think there's even a great question here on the idea of... You know, there's there's so many debates about violence in video games. Um, and, you know, people who love games know that so many of them are stupid. But what I kind of love about a game like this is that it's kind of showing that, you know, that it's like a cartoonishly violent idea in the way that your your characters are getting it trashed and knocked out of levels without being the kind of game that is inherently about kind of violence in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah. like... Yeah, exactly. We wanted to kind of create a game that was comp- competitive, but not quite so combative, I guess. And like to try and create a game which was less focused around like potentially toxic, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. gameplay and, and feeling and feeling angry. Like I think a big thing that we, we tried to set out to do was make a game that failure is fun. So even if you make it to the second round and you get knocked out, like you had a good time doing that. And if you compare that to like other battle royales, which like we all love playing as a team, everyone's had that moment where they spend 30 minutes picking up guns and then get shot in the back of the head. And it's like, what? Oh, I guess I'm done then. And it's like, it's not super rewarding with four guys. It's like from the second, the clacks and sounds, it's just like total chaos, really, really rich, like engaging gameplay. And it's, um, yeah, really excited to be releasing it pretty soon. And will there be things like, uh, you know, replay tools, things that lets you kind of see in all your kind of ragdoll glory the moment you got knocked out of a, a round or something like that? Oh, <laughs> uh, we have the replay tool is something we worked on briefly and it was, it's so complicated. There's a reason that games, other, if you're not Call of Duty, like no games have it, it's like yeah. super complex. But we'll, I mean, we'll see that like post launch, like, We've got a really great community on Discord, so it really depends what like the, the team are clamoring for. Once we've got a bit a bit more time and stuff, if the game does well, then I think I'd love to. I'd love that idea of doing the action replay at the end of a round for sure. Yeah, at the very least, I'm sure there'll be lots of good Twitch clips doing the rounds pretty quickly after uh, this thing hits. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the hope. Um, another big thing that I think jumps out, uh, having watched sort of the uh, the the trailers, is the is the character design. You know that. Um, I think, yeah, there's lots of times when you sort of think about um, games that are like this and it just, it like, there's such a clinical kind of polish to it. Like, I don't know if that's even the way it was being approached, but 
every, all the kind of weird little different kind of models and, and designs, you know, what was the thinking behind how you wanted to approach characters and seeing a lot of different kind of vibes going on? Like, is there that idea of people being able to, you know, customize the character or do you kind of get randomly assigned characters? Yeah, so I think where we really started was looking at uh, firstly like vinyl toys. So like they yeah. have these proportions vinyl toys. They're kind of like top heavy, and they got these little legs. <laughs> and we thought that that would be a good starting point because we knew that the characters need to make people like laugh, basically. And so we kind of combined that with like you know those football mascots you get, which are like really just stupidly yeah. oversized out the way. And it was like you always see them tripping up and doing stupid things. And it was like that was a really good starting point for us. Was like vinyl toy meets football mascot meets like <laughs> i guess minion or something like that yep <laughs> um and then that was really the starting point but they are the full guy themselves is is basically like a blank canvas for people to go and combine all these things it's really important that you could it wasn't just like you click a button and you've got like the cowboy costume or like the alien costume it's like we have to let people mix and match different pieces so cool. like every single uh, like combination of costumes makes people laugh like they're so so ridiculous um and so that was that was really like the starting point was to make sure that they're all super colorful you know they're top heavy and kind of like we mentioned earlier they should always get back up again and be full of enthusiasm like we're not trying to inflict these poor things like <laughs> to pain it's it, it's enthusiasm and it's it's like they've got a real pep to them i guess you could say yeah and i well i mean that's great i think it definitely comes across and you know, i have i've got kids in my household um they're now you know like in that kind of teen and preteen phase, but they, you know, having just seen the trailer for this already, it feels like the kind of game that would totally cross over with, you know, just being hilariously stupid fun, even for like older kids in a family environment, right through to younger kids. So, you know, how did you try to nail that pitch in, in you know, and trying to make sure that it, it had that breadth to it? Because I can imagine, yeah, there's certain kinds of games, if you throw the word family at it, it it turns some people off, whereas this feels like it's just cross generational in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think like it's kind of good wholesome fun, really. Like I think mm. was was a big part of it. We wanted this like competitive spirit, and I think we didn't, we weren't quite sure quite how competitive the game was going to be, um, and until we started playing it, and then we you get to the final round, and it's that same like the circle is shrinking, hands are shaking, <laughs> like sweat dripping down feeling that you get from like a battle royale. Um, but it, it's definitely like a, a tricky balance. But I think like a big part of us, big thing for us was like accessibility. Like we, we wanted the game to be playable by basically anybody like young or old, experienced or not. So there are only a couple of buttons in the game. You've got like a jump, a dive, so you can throw your character forward and a grab. And we knew that, um, we knew that that would be really, really important. And I guess like Meg, with levels, we kind of had these pillars around, you know, you had to ex explain a level with three words, otherwise it wasn't simple enough. It was like a big thing. Yeah, I think Joe nailed it with, it's basically got a bit of a game show vibe, you know, and yeah. that's one of the few things in life that everybody enjoys, right? So it is that competitiveness that without the violence or the mean spiritedness or anything like that and sort of taking that and running with it, you as a level designer, we're just creating opportunities where people can just have crazy moments together. And that's been quite easy, really, with the setup that we've got going on. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's probably such a good word in that place, isn't it? Just the whole idea of competition where, um, you know, I think people can, you know, that that is probably, you know, that that can really hold it together in a way that means someone can 
try to take it a bit more seriously if they want to and get kind of really into beating everybody else um, while at the same time, if it's not overly complicated, nobody else feels like they're being left out. Whereas, you know, like I think Mario Party can sometimes have that problem where people can kind of, you can kind of tell that the randomization is a little too much. And so like you don't necessarily feel that agency of success at all times in some of those games. So it sounds like if you're if you're trying to get that right to give people that uh, that competitive edge if they're trying hard, then that probably will keep them keep them excited. Yeah, we said eighty percent skill, twenty percent chaos is what we went for <laughs> during development, and that that's felt like the sweet spot because we don't want people who have played lots of platformers to just have a breeze. Like we're not trying to make a speed running game. Yeah, 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 we kind of need those moments where you're out in front and then suddenly, like you just like a boulder comes and smashes your fall guy back to the beginning like yeah i think that's been really fun trying to like find that balance in each level and each bit of the gameplay yeah that's yeah the stakes the stakes are like high enough that you feel joyous when you win (laughs) but they're not so intense that you feel like you failed really when you you get yeah hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I love it. No, I really am. I'm getting so excited about this one. Like, what other what other games have you guys kind of worked on leading up to this? Is this because uh, you know when I look up Mediatronic, um, I didn't sort of see many other bits on the front there. Um, but you know, there's like a couple of other games maybe in the in the background. Yeah, I mean, this is our really our first foray into like big premium, you know, games. Especially uh, we worked with Devolver a little bit before, so we did. If you've heard of her TOEFL boyfriend, which is oh, the yeah. pigeon dating simulator. Oh. So we did yes. we didn't make it, but we worked <laughs> on the HD remake. And that was one of the first things in a while that we'd done with Devolver. And they kind of said, Hey, if you if you have any ideas, like let us know. And and, and then Fall Guys came around. But we also so we, we did Gears Pop, which was like announced and came out last year, which was a Gears of War mobile Funko Pop collaboration. Um so we have a, a big pedigree in the studio doing mobile games and yeah. we're really well known in that space. But this is Fall Guys is really us putting our first stamp on the map of like premium um console and PC titles, really. So it's really exciting for us as a studio to be branching out into like new territories and, and having people know who we are. Yeah. And look, yeah, I mean, how have you found this whole kind of weird 2020 thing so far? Because you know, we had I I chatted um a few months ago to a couple of like Australian studios like SMG who kind of put out, um, you know, they had um, a moving out come out a few months ago. And for them, it was like the, you know, this whole pandemic thing was kind of, they were lucky in that the timing was just right, that they were ready to ship. So, you know, they kind of got all the benefits of shipping into a window where everybody was sitting around ready to play games. Um, but I'm sure if you've been kind of in that push to get a game finished, there's probably been a lot more challenges. There have been, but at the same time, our studio has been so supportive and we really were set up ready to go by the time we had to work from home, basically. That awesome. I feel like we've been really lucky. We've just hit the ground running and 
I, a lot of people uh, that I talk to, they're always saying, oh, it's really slow now and my world is really small because um, I'm at home so much and work has slowed down, but we really haven't slowed down at all. No, yeah, it's, been, it's, been, it's been pretty full on. But um, I think like, yeah, I think work-wise we've managed to cope quite well. Like everyone's had their head down and it's almost been quite good because we're an online multiplayer game. It's, mean, it's meant that people have to play in the scenario that's realistic for real life. Like before when we're in the studio, you're all packed into the same space and people are like screaming and shouting and you get excited because you're like, oh man, this game is fun. And like, this is the experience people are going to have, but people aren't going to be playing full guys, 30, 40 people packed into a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's given us the ability to uh, play the game on our own with our headphones in on our own. And we've tweaked lots of things because of that experience. Um, especially some of the, when you can't lean over and be like, what am I supposed to do in this level again? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, suddenly you realize that some of these things can be quite hard to explain. Um, I think the thing we've missed most probably is like just that general studio camaraderie. Like you miss being able to go and grab a coffee with someone or like bump into someone onto yeah. the way to, on the way to work or just yeah. lean over and chat to the team and be like, Hey, what are you up to? What's, what's cool over here? Like that's, that's been a real shame to miss because you're a lot more siloed and it really is kind of, you have your meetings and then it's just, head down um and that that can be quite draining and i think there are definitely people in the studio who are very excited to get back to that that experience some yeah. people love it though some people are just like great i'm left alone to do my work <laughs> yeah I'm somewhere in between i think we all kind of work in industries where uh yeah the, a, a lot of that uh, nerd factor does mean this is sort of our comfort zone is sitting here in front of computers just <laughs> <laughs> interfacing <laughs> with the world <laughs> Yeah, I've never played so many video games. I've been getting through my back catalog like crazy. <laughs> and look, yeah, that that point about the 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 break times. It, it, somebody just mentioned that to me recently. The idea that what we don't have right now is like things like the little commute windows and stuff, or just walking from one place to another that actually gives us just that little bit of mental downtime. That because we can go back to back to back to back in everything right now we can kind of, yeah, get ourselves really drained quite quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, you kind of mentioned before about like having people indoors and stuff, and we've been running playtests, uh, you know, uh, like closed beta, basically. And it's been really lovely. We've had people reach out to us and just be like, Fool Guys is exactly what I need in my life right now. It's <laughs> colorful, it's chaotic, it doesn't take itself too seriously, you know. Um, and and it's it's just really lovely to be able to like provide that experience even before the game is out. So when the game comes out, I think like August fourth we're we're releasing, which is pretty soon. And yeah. I think it's going to help a lot of people who are you know still stuck indoors or are looking for something social and and chaotic and and stuff. So yeah, yeah, it's exciting. And so yeah, looking back to kind of last year, you know, I noticed you know you've got some nice little E three awards up your sleeve there. Um, but I kind of feel like you know now that you're this close to launching, how does it feel when you're kind of back at that moment, you know, and knowing you know you've got a long way to go still in the dev, but you you kind of get some awards. Does it does it kind of really kind of sink in at the time that people are excited about your game or does it sort of feel like just so removed from actually delivering the game at that point oh no it's 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 really like it's really really helpful to like come back to the studio with like an arm full of best in show awards i think the, that's, the thing with game development is like you you're pretty sure this thing is fun you played it as a team and it's enjoyable but you really just have no idea how people are going to react to it and so when you take it to e3 or you take it to pax and you see people enjoying it so much that they're willing to give you like these 
you know limited awards and stuff it, it it really just gives you that support being like oh no this is a good like, where we are doing something good here like this is is a good idea and and we're executing it well and that's been like the big thing since last e3 where it was very much like oh what a great idea what a great idea when other people say oh man like it's exactly what i thought it was going to be and it's like super fun to play which has been been massive and i think especially like on the levels front like getting people playing all of the levels that we've just been playing as a team has been been really awesome can you yeah are you you, go ahead Meg. i was just gonna say reiterate what joe just said really it's been a big boost i think personally getting getting that feedback uh especially the awards from last year and just listening to the community uh for us it's been like opening up a box of possibilities i think rather than being intimidating (laughs) um i was gonna ask you to uh you know do you have any uh hints to some of your like favorite levels that that people should be keeping an eye out for anything that maybe you know like the one that caught my eye in the in the trailer is definitely the one where you're trying to make sure you're standing in the hole where the kind of the big wall was going to fall down um in the trailer it was just kind of like okay yeah i love this kind of crazy buster keaton like positioning as the (laughs) building falls down almost um but yeah what sort of stuff is or you know or have you seen people really kind of getting into I think my favourite, and this changes every day, I swear. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. I have a different favourite level, but uh, would be four ball. So that is our version of football, uh, which is soccer in Australia. <laughs> uh, you've basically got two teams of four guys and two balls, and you just have to get them in the goals just as you would in a normal game. Uh, and it's just like, it's such a simple premise. But I remember the first time I played Four Guys, I was like, you know what, I think we can do a sports game in this and it would just be amazing. And so, yeah, that's definitely my favourite, I think, at the moment because it's just it's down to the wire, it's crazy, it's yeah, great fun. And isn't that keeping in mind, I guess, because what did you say the three buttons were? Like, oh, so- just jump, you got jump, dive and grab. Yeah. And so that's essentially all you have. Well, you know, I'm sure you can do an awful lot with those, actually, now that I think about it when it comes to playing a game of football. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's also like there's no referee. So it's like if you want to go and grab their goalie and just like pin them down, it's like fair fair play. Yeah. But I think as well, like for me, the moment with football was the moment we added like the second football. It was just like suddenly you just can't keep track of what's going on anymore. And that's kind of like what made it a full guys level, really, rather than just, just like playing all soccer which was really really cool it's just like a group of puppies running after the first <laughs> it's, it's it's just joyous to watch really fun and that's brilliant and so you know we i mean where are you at now obviously you're talking to people like me you know is it sort of is it uh still you know is there still odds and ends to be done to kind of get it finalized for shipping or are you yet able to uh, see the the horizon or the light in the light at the end of the tunnel well, on the levels team, we're looking forward. So we're starting work on uh, stuff post-launch, which is very exciting. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's been a while since we sort of looked at new levels. But uh, at the same time, it's just bug crazy and lots of fixing and polish and tweaks and that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be down to the wire, as it is with every game, <laughs> uh, for that stuff. But, yeah, we are looking forward, which is really exciting to the season stuff. That's excellent. And so PlayStation, Steam, that's the... Launch duo? Yes. Yeah, exactly. We're coming to Steam and PS4 on August 4th this year. So three weeks, something like that. And brilliant. Um, 
any final thoughts for people who i mean i just can't keep coming back like i i just yeah keep coming back to that idea that when i look at this game it does feel like something that is gonna warm a lot of cockles in this uh weird <laughs> moment we're all living through so i'm i i'm genuinely excited to uh to dive in and play it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean if basically if people are looking for like a fresh new multiplayer game you know bringing something new to that space like i just think four guys is absolutely what the world needs right now and like yeah we can't wait like if you we we're running playtests so if people want to get in early just come join our discord um you can get involved you can play we've got playtests tomorrow i think you know right up until launch we're going to be running these things to get it ready and then we'll see what happens after that really it's like it's really exciting to be in this position now like the hype is building oh, yeah that's i can't wait to watch people play it to be honest i think that's my favorite part so far is watching other people experience the game <laughs> and just really enjoy what we've put out there so i'm really looking forward to that post-launch I mean, is that kind of a new thing for developers now? Like that idea that on launch day, you really can kind of tune in to see, you know, like it's not just like, oh, what are people saying about us? You you can kind of actually see people in real time kind of playing these things on streams and, and catching their reactions. That must be actually a really kind of fun new way to, to gauge how people are enjoying it. It's a whole new world for me. I, I'm used to working on a lot of single player stuff and, um, you know, stuff that's kept pretty far away from the community when we're in development. But with this one, we've got the most amazing community manager and the most amazing fans and they make me laugh every day. And the stuff that we just put out there and that they react to is so much fun. And I haven't really had that before. So for me, it's just, I love it. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.